Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Go ahead, lift up your hands. Worship the Lord. We love you, Jesus. We honor you, Lord God. We exalt you and thank you and praise your holy name. You are worthy, O Lord. You're worthy of all of the praise and all of the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, why don't we clap our hands together right now? We love you, Jesus. We thank you for all that you have done and all that you are doing. To God be all the glory and all the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. How many know we can't outpraise the Lord? We can't uh, give him enough praise, give him enough glory. He is worthy. He's been so good to us, hasn't he, church? He's been so very good. Amen. Was glad to have Brother Alex Perry open up today's service. It is so great to have him in town and uh, on location, and he is ready to work. He is ready to partner together with us and see the kingdom of God expand here in the city of Rock Island and in the Quad Cities. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, to Romans chapter 10. Our text will come from Romans chapter 10, and if you're not standing already and are able to, I uh, welcome you to stand together with me for the reading of the word of the Lord today. We're going to read from Romans chapter 10, beginning with verse 12. I do want to make a quick announcement. We have been working together uh, with Sister Aviance and Brother Thomas on their wedding plans. We're excited for them. And they, as we've announced, they will be getting married on Sunday, uh, May 24th. That would be one week from today. They will be getting married in a private ceremony uh, in, because of the circumstances that we have uh, in gatherings restricted to 10 people or less. But they are going to have a private and I'm sure a beautiful ceremony uh, together with uh, their close loved ones, and we will celebrate together with them. We want to, in the future, uh, we would love to hold uh, a celebration of their wedding uh, later as a church family when, when space and time and regulations allow. We want to hold that in some way, shape, or form and be a blessing to this couple as they begin their lives together. Romans chapter 10 and verse 12, the Bible says, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Verse 16, for they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah, or Isaiah says, Lord who hath believed our report? So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily. Their sound went into all the earth, and their words unto the ends of the world. But I say, did not Israel know? 
First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people, and by a foolish nation will I, or I will anger you. But Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. But to Israel, he says, all day long, I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. I do believe that the Lord would like to speak to each of us today. And uh, he wants to talk to our hearts. He wants to talk to the Refuge Church and all who are joining us for this service today. And before we allow him to do so, why don't we pray one more time and let's ask the Lord. Let's invite him to speak to our hearts. Let's open up our hearts and our spirits to receiving the word of God. Would you pray with me right now? Father, we love you and we thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. We thank you for the church body. We thank you, Lord, for the means by which we are able to transport your gospel to each and every home that is viewing this video today. Lord, I pray that you would speak to us. Let the word of God come to life. Help me as the messenger to speak your word and let it go forth clearly. Let your spirit lead me and let our ears be unstopped. Let our hearts be open. Let our lives be ready to receive and to apply what we hear today. We give your name all the glory and all the praise. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't we clap our hands one more time before we're seated? Clap them out loud and give God some praise. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We praise your holy name, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing with me in honor to the word of the Lord. Now, before I begin, uh, we need to pause for a commercial break. And I hope that you enjoy this throwback Verizon commercial that dates back to 2002. Can you hear me now? Good. Can you hear me now? How do you build America's Good. largest wireless network? Can you hear me now? Good. By never being satisfied. Can you hear me now? Good. Until no matter where you go. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Your call goes through. Can you hear me now? Good. Verizon Wireless. We never stop working for you. From 2002 until 2011, Verizon would continue the marketing campaign that was launched in that commercial that boasted of cellular service that allowed you to be heard almost anywhere you might be or go. This test man campaign uh, where each commercial finds this man in strange and unusual places and crowded streets and obscure places. And he would ask the question. In fact, all he was allowed to say was, can you hear me now? Good. Ironically, this same spokesperson who uh, happened to be from the same place our youth pastors from, New Haven, Connecticut, the same spokesman uh, whose contract was terminated by Verizon in 2011 was then later hired by Sprint 
in 2016. And uh, in fact, yet today they use him in their commercials. But I, I want to ask, have you ever felt like asking this question to God? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Have you ever been in a place or a season or at a time in your life where you felt like your prayers were not being heard, where you would lift up your voice in prayer or in worship, whether in church service or in your home or in your car or at your job, and you wonder, the thought crosses your mind, and maybe even if just for a moment, you wonder, can God even hear me? And I would love to clear up the confusion and answer this question. Let me cite some scriptures that perhaps will boost your confidence in God's ability to hear your cry. 2 Samuel 22, verse 7, it says, In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God, and he did hear my voice out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. Psalm 34, verse 4, 15, it says, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. Psalm 94, verse 9, verse uh, it says that he that planted the ear, shall he not hear? And that formed the eye, shall he not see? I love the questions that Psalm 94 poses. The one who planted the ears on the side of your head, do you think that he cannot hear? The one who formed your eyes, do you think that he cannot see? 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, it says, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Let me tell you, if you are questioning your um, the, the, the power and the potency of prayer, question it no more. God is able to hear your voice, even in the middle of a pandemic, even in the middle of the night, even when you are sick in your body, when you feel lost and alone. I'm here to tell you that God can hear you. In fact, the prophet Isaiah in chapter 65 and verse 24, it says, it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear, saith the Lord. While they're even speaking, while the words are still coming out of your mouth, I will hear, the Lord says. Don't question whether or not God hears your prayer. Just keep on praying. Just like the Apostle Paul told us in 1 Thessalonians 5, he said, pray without ceasing. Never stop praying. God can hear you. God can hear you. Maybe you feel still like you are struggling with connection issues, or if I could put it this way, uh, signal strength issues. Well, consider these scriptures. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 12, it says, For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. 
Proverbs 15 verse 29 says something similar. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. Consider, if you feel like you're having signal strength issues in your prayer life, in your connectivity to the Almighty, to your Creator, you feel like you're not connecting. Maybe it's time for us to examine ourselves and, and search our hearts to see if there is any sin that is unrepented of, any wickedness in our hearts, in our imaginations, in our lives, or active from our hands that we need to lay down at an altar. And listen, be of good courage. Jesus told us that heaven will rejoice when one sinner repents. So the question is not whether or not if, if, you've, if you've sinned, if you've been stained with sin, that God will never hear you. No, if you will turn to God in repentance, if you will surrender to the Lord in humility, he will hear you no matter how far you have strayed, no matter how far you have gone, no matter how far are you have backslidden away from truth, away from God, away from anything that would resemble godliness. God will hear you just as soon as you turn back toward him. So today, I do not question God's ability to hear me, but I do call into question our ability to hear him. I've always been convicted by the opening scriptures in John chapter 10, where Jesus introduces us to himself as a shepherd. And the Bible says that we are his sheep and his sheep know his voice. Perhaps there's nothing more in my life that I want for than to be able to know the voice of the Lord. We should wonder, are we correctly, are we accurately, are we in tune with the voice of the Lord? Our text today from Romans chapter 10 and verse 12 through 21, I won't exhaustively expound on all of these verses, but if you would allow me just to touch on some of these verses to build a case for you today. Verse 12 of Romans 10 says, there is no difference between Jew and and Greek. The same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon his name. It makes no difference to God uh, whether you are Jew or Greek, what your last name is, what language you speak, where you came from, what color your skin is. He is good to all. He hears all who will call upon him. God is no respecter of persons, but to all who will call upon him in truth, all who would call upon him from their hearts, God hears you. God hears you. You don't have to be of a certain pedigree. You don't have to be of a certain household. You don't have to live in a certain house. You don't, listen, it doesn't matter if you grew up in church or you're just being introduced to church. God hears you. I'm here to tell you that God hears you just as much as he hears me if you will call upon the Lord. The apostle goes back and forth from this verse on. He goes back and forth with questions that he supposes his readers would have and then gives answers to those questions. In verse 18, he asks this question, have they not heard? After citing the fact that Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And how can they hear except 
there be a preacher and how will there be a preacher unless he is sent and he goes on through this through this dialogue and he says have they not heard have they not heard and then proceeds answering his question by referencing psalm 19 verse 4 yes he says their sound went into all the earth and their words unto the ends of the world if you go back to Psalm 19 and pick it up at verse 1, you would read it this way. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament, or the earth, shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night shows knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their line, or in Romans 10, he says, the sound is gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. What he is saying, and what the psalmist is saying in Psalm 19, is that creation tells of God's glory every day, every night, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we are surrounded. So when he asked the question, you know, is the problem because they haven't heard? He says, no, they, they have heard. The voice even of creation speaks every day, every hour of the day. There is no way that man could accurately deny the existence of God, for even his own body testifies of his creator, God. That's why the psalmist says, the fool hath said in his heart that there is no God. Someone would have to deny the obvious evidence, both external and internal, both the external evidence that is in creation, in heavens, in the earth, and internal of the makings of his own body, even his own conscience, even the fact that he would testify that he has a conscience, says that there is a creator. So creation tells of God's glory, and, and listen, God is speaking, whether through creation or otherwise. We find the, the words, let there be light, in Genesis 1, verse 3, all the way until Revelation 22, verse 20, where the Lord says, surely I come quickly. God is speaking. God is speaking. In fact, I would like to convince you that God is speaking right now. No, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm God speaking. I'm a messenger with what I believe is a message from God, but I'm even beyond that. I'm talking about the spirit of the Lord that is breathing into your home right now. I'm talking about the word of God that is the living word of God and would like to speak to your heart if you will open up to its pages. God is speaking in fact John states that God and his word are inseparable. They are one and the same. Hence the reason why he says in John 1.1 that I already referred to this past Thursday night. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was made flesh in verse 14. You see, Jesus was God's voice with skin on. When you read about the words and the works of Jesus, that's why Jesus said, I and my father are one. 
Now, Paul continues, if we could go back to our text in Romans 10, Paul continues in verse 19, and he says, did not Israel know? He says, have they not heard? Because what, what, he's, what, what he's doing, and, and this kind of, if, if I could tie it into my questions today, can God hear us? And can we hear God? That's what he is that's what he's building this, this argument for in Romans 10. He says, there's no way you could be saved unless you call upon the name of the Lord. And you can't call upon the name of the Lord unless you hear about the Lord. So, so both are being answered. God can hear you, and you must hear about God. Or mu you must hear God. And so in verse 19, Paul says, did Israel not know? He, he asked the question, have they not heard? And he answers it, they, they have heard. Verse 19, did they not know? What, what, he's, what he's trying to uh, address here is when he's writing to the church in Rome, in the book of Romans, he is, he's dealing with the fact that he, he's talking about Jewish people and how Jewish people are refusing to believe on Jesus as the Messiah, and, and the, the question is, is why? Why are they not believing? Here's all these Gentiles. These Gentiles are believing. These Greeks are believing. All of these other nations and tribes and races, why are the Jews not believing? His own people, the people that he is in covenant with, from Abraham to Isaac and Jacob and all those that, that, that came after them. And he says, well, did they not know? In verse 20, Paul says, Isaiah is very bold and says, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. Let me, let me, let me deal with the context and then make the present day application. What, what Paul was dealing with is, and, and he's stating it, he's, he says, did they not know? And then he, he cites Moses and how Moses, basically, he pushed them to jealousy, the, the, the Israelites, by calling a people that were not a people. And he's, he's letting them know, listen, I'm available for you, but I want to show you that my mercy extends beyond you. And then he says, Paul, the apostle, he says, Isaiah, the prophet, was bold. When he said, I was found of them, that God said, God said, I was found by people that weren't looking for me. I appeared to people that didn't ask for me. This is a testimony of the grace and the mercy of God to a people who were not a people. Let me, let me bring these verses to a close and then move on. Verse 21, the last verse of uh, Romans chapter 10 Verse 20, 21, but to Israel, he saith, all the day long I have stretched forth my hand, my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. He is speaking of the Jewish people who would reject Jesus as the Messiah. He says, listen, the problem wasn't that they didn't hear. And the problem wasn't that they didn't know. I have been speaking to them. I have been stretching my hand out to them. Can, listen, my question today is, can you hear him 
now. Not whether or not God could hear you now, but the question is, can you hear him now? These people, the Bible says in multiple places, they have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. And the reason why is because they refuse to listen. It was not because God was not speaking. It was not because God was not speaking to them. It was not because God was not reaching for them. And if I can make the application to you and I today, listen, if we are not hearing from God right now, it's not because God is not speaking to us. If we do not feel like God cares about us, it's not because God is not reaching to us. God is speaking to you. God is reaching for you. In fact, uh, my title is, Can You Hear Him Now? Can you hear him now? And just like this passage of scripture states that God in various ways tried to provoke Israel, tried to call Israel, tried to woo Israel unto himself, even by trying to stir up jealousy in them by loving another people, a Gentile people. He would, Through that, his desire was for Israel to be stirred with jealousy and say, hey, hey, that's my God. Some of you know what I'm talking about. It it, it, it it reminds you of maybe your teenage years where, you know, you had those people that played hard to get. You know, they really wanted that boy or that that girl to like them. And, uh, you know, the, the way they went about it is they started showing uh, affection for someone else. And all of a sudden, the person that wouldn't give them the time of day was like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> They're mine. And, and, and God was saying, listen, I, I haven't tried to move you with jealousy. I made another people that wasn't my people, my people. And still you wouldn't listen. I've stretched out my hand to you. He tried in various forms. Can you hear God now? Now that the, now that the world has been shaken. In fact, I, I've, heard, I've heard this question posed by by believers about about people that they love and and they've they, they've questioned whether or not what will wake them up specifically people that know the love of God they they have tasted they have seen that God is good they they perhaps have been born again of water and the spirit but somewhere along the line they've got distracted and they pulled away themselves from the Lord and they strayed off and and prayers have been made by the saints God bring my loved ones back God bring my family back to truth God touch their hearts whatever it takes and here we are in the middle of this glorious global pandemic and and yes we're coming off on the other side of it now but but even then we, we we've got we've got a health crisis we've got a financial crisis we've got people that have lost their jobs we have all kinds of things going on in the world and in my mind i want to ask some of some of you perhaps that are even watching this can you hear god now because he is speaking to you in the middle of all of this in the middle of crisis in the middle of trouble in the middle of tragedy god is speaking to you, will you listen to him? It's not whether or not God is speaking. God is speaking. 
Will you open up your ear? Will you, will you listen? Will you receive the word of the Lord? Because if you will hear, all it takes is for you to call upon the name of the Lord. And I'm telling you, there is a God that will hear your prayer, that will receive you unto himself. As I close, let me, let me say that trouble, trouble can have an effect on our lives one way or another. You see, Satan has an agenda in the storm, and that is to destroy us. That is to tear us apart in fear, fear that will drive us to put trust in the things of this world, the things that perhaps will promise us an escape. I'm convinced that that's exactly how uh, Satan and, and, and the God of this world, how they will come about introducing the the mark of the beast, one world government, one, uh, one religion for the world, false prophet. Those things will come when, when people feel like they are put into a corner and there is no other option. And Satan will employ his agenda to get you to fear in your heart for, for your livelihoods, for provision for protection. And if we allow Satan to move our hearts to fear, we will then seek after security in those things that he hopes for us to reach for. But tragedy and crisis and trouble also has God at work. God has a purpose in these things. Because what Satan designs to build fear, God will make work to build faith. Will you hear God speaking in the middle of your troubles? Not just today, but in the days to come, in your life, when trouble arises, when trials arise, when tragedy breaks down the door of your house. Will you cause these things to be employed by Satan to drive fear or by God to build faith? God wants you to draw close to him. God wants your attention. Will you sit up and listen to the voice of God? Be careful not to allow what you see to dismiss what you hear in your spirit. God's kingdom is not stagnant right now. God's church is advancing. There are great spiritual battles that are happening right now, and you and I cannot afford to allow ourselves to be lulled into a lukewarm spiritual state. Multiple times in the New Testament are the last days compared to the days just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 24, verse 35 through 39, it says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knows no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Jesus says, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in those days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not 
the people, the populace, the population of the world did not know of the impending judgment until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. You see, the problem was when he listed all of these things, they weren't sinful things, but they were things that preoccupied the minds of the people to be blind to the obvious coming judgment of the Lord. We cannot be spiritually asleep, church. I'm convinced we are living so near to the last days and the second coming of the Lord. Let us be careful what we are pining for. How long will we not listen to the call? Perhaps the call that is being made in your life is a call to repentance. There is a Savior that is waiting to hear from you. How long will you ignore the call to baptism if you have never been baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins? How long will you ignore that call? God is speaking. Will you call out to him? How long will you close your ears to the voice that beckons you into a lifestyle of holiness if you've never committed your life to be fully surrendered to a lifestyle of holiness? Today is the day that you ought to do so. How long will we refuse to hear the Lord's plea to reach the lost, our neighbors, our loved ones, our co-workers? God is speaking. Will we listen? Can we hear him? Can we hear God now? God is moving in various ways in our lives. It reminds me of the prophet Elijah when God came to him there was the fire and the wind and the earthquake that passed by him. God was not in any three of those, but there was a still small voice. Would you close your eyes right now? Would you close your eyes? Just get your mind on the Lord. If the signal between you and the Lord has grown weak, why don't we do some things to enhance that? Let's clear out sin out of our lives. Maybe let's put aside distractions. Maybe it's time to put yourself in a closet of prayer for a prolonged amount of time where you turn off your cell phone, you eliminate distractions, and you be alone with the Lord. And you don't just speak to him, but you allow yourself time just to be quiet and to listen for his voice. In fact, I would encourage you as we go into this time of prayer for you to reflect and to respond to the word today preached. I would encourage you maybe to take out your phone or maybe a journal or something to write on. and You would wait for God to speak to you and then you would write it down. Write it down, make it plain and keep it. And remember, God is speaking. Why don't you lift your hands right now? Lord, we love you. We worship you, Lord Jesus. At this time, why don't you either stand and and maybe begin to just pace back and forth and spend time in prayer. Maybe, Maybe just kneel down right there at your seat. But let's find a place to pray, whether it's kneeling or standing or even laying before the Lord. Oh, my church family, God is speaking and he loves us. 
They are words of love. They are words of mercy. They are words of grace. He is calling his babies back. He's calling his children back. He's calling his people into a deeper commitment to him, to his calling, to his mission, to the commandment and the great commission. We love you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Go ahead and let this song play out and take some time and talk to your Savior who's listening to you and take time to listen for his voice today for he is speaking to you. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord.